Welcome to the Carveline Tech Service Podcast, the go-to industrial coatings podcast. Here are your hosts, Jack Walker and Paula Jamis. Hi guys, it's Jack with the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. This week we have part one of an interview with Bob Chalker, the Chief Executive Officer for AMP. AMP, as you know, is the new organization that is the result of the merger of NACE and SSPC. So we catch up with Bob and see how things are going since the merger. Here's part one. Welcome to the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me, as always, is the Director of Technical Service, and that's Mr. Paula Jamis. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Good, Jack. How you been? Doing good. Also joining us this week is Bob Chalker. Bob Chalker is the Chief Executive Officer for AMP. You can see the new logo and name behind him. Last time he joined us, he was the Chief Executive Officer for NACE. Hey, Bob, how's it going? Good, guys. How are you? Doing well. Man, has it been that long? (laughs) Time does It has. It has, you know. Uh, You know, we tried to, we tried to not, you know, jump on you too much as as all the transitions were happening. We figured you were probably a busy guy, so. Yeah, it was a little hectic, but I'm glad to be here. So it's, it's good to have the conversation. Great. You know, we, we gave a lot about what to expect the last time you were on the show. You, you and Bill kind of walked through where we were going. Well, we're, we're there now. So can you give us a little bit of a state of the union? What's going on right now in AMP now that you guys are merged and moving on? Sounds good. Yeah. So we're, we're what, eight, eight months out from the official merger? The official merger was June 6th. Let me just give a little bit behind the scenes or look under the covers of some of the things that happened. I think the last time we all spoke, we had the vote of the uh, the membership. We had not over 90% approval across the membership of both organizations, which was just incredible. Uh, I think a pretty strong mandate that this made sense. Uh, what we did after we got that, we put together basically a set of task teams or committees to begin working on it. It was members of the organization. Started with 15. I think by the end, we had 21 or 22 Teams made up of equal representation from NACE and SSBC, 15 members or so, 15 to 16 members on each task team. And they looked at everything that we did as an organization. So we looked at education and certification and standards and uh, conferences and all really truly everything we did. We had a couple of them that were even looking at IT systems and you know, staff, things that would be more internal but need to be done. And these guys did an amazing work. The first ones kicked off in, uh, in May of last year, um, and we kicked them off, a few off each month. But they gave their report out in December. And that report out turned into what I will call a business plan or a go-forward plan. It's almost 200 pages long, and it's really the roadmap following. Wow. Yeah. It's, it is truly a business plan. I mean, I... I would have been comfortable taking it to a bank if I needed something <laughs> and say, we know how we're going to do things. Um, it was a business plan of how we move forward. The board approved it. And that is that is the roadmap we've been following going forward. So we're, we're implementing that. I think one of the things that was neat about the work those task teams did, the direction they got from the board was go look at how SSPC does their work. Go look at how NACE does the work, but look outside as well and see what other organizations, what other companies, for-profit and not-for-profit are doing in the space. And let's take this as an opportunity to bring in the best of class or the best ways to do things. And so 
when you start looking at the new AMP organization, depending on your perspective, um, you're going to look at and see some things that look a lot like the way NACE used to do things. And you're going to see some things that look a lot like what SSPC used to do. But you're going to look and see some things that don't look very familiar to you uh, because it's not how either organization did it. We found a better solution or a better answer, or a better model. And so that was one of the things I really thought was cool. There was not a in, not invented here syndrome, right? It was this is just a great opportunity to, to reset. And so now in January, um, we moved from that sort of task team model to uh, the more formal. We launched our program committees, which would be the equivalent if you from the NACE world, an activity committee, um, SSPC, I believe just called them committees. And these are the real functioning, you know, multi-year groups that are gonna oversee and lead the organization going forward. Um, and they're, they're now taking that business plan that was written and doing the implementation. So um, uh, on the staff side, we have completely integrated the staff. Uh, we announced back in uh, October that the, um, what the staff would be look like, who would have what responsibilities, um, and we're functioning as one team now. Uh, like any new staff, as you come together, you have a lot of new coworkers, a lot of people, are doing new work, um, work that they hadn't done before because we had to make sure we had everything covered and all the bases covered. Uh, and then we're in the process of really trying to establish what our culture will be for the staff. So that's going well also. And then the board meeting today, I can't share it yet, but they're working on things like vision and mission and strategic plans. So that'll be coming between now and the end of October. So it is moving along very well and I'm really happy with where we're at. I won't deny there's some bumps along the road. There always is, yep. but they're being dealt with uh, extremely well. So. You know, on the personnel front, I've recently had a chance to interact with several of the people, both from previously SSPC and previously NACE, and they're just, they've been thrilled and excited and encouraged by the direction things are going. Some of them have similar roles. Some of them have been, you know, pretty different, like you said, and they've just been thrilled with what's happening. So it's good hearing a little bit more, you know, you've got the same statement from the top as I'm hearing as we talk with people that are, you know, boots on the ground people. Well, Paul, I'm glad to hear that because sometimes, you know, sometimes the boss is the last to know. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you only get the bad news. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so, or I get told what I what they think I want to hear, but uh, trust me, that doesn't happen very often. One of our culture tenants is all about feedback and being willing to share what your thoughts are up or down and uh, or all directions. And, and they're pretty good at it. But yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think it is going well, you know, one of the things that we realized as we started to come together, NACE and SSP, and Bill and I talked about this before, NACE and SSPC were positioned as competitors, but the truth was we really weren't competitors. Um, we overlapped in some areas that created some competition, but it was small part of it. And, and the other thing we started to realize, and we all know this, we do this, you paint your, if somebody's positioned as your competitor, you paint a picture of them so that you can compete against it. And that picture is not always flat, you know, flattering. And so when you can get beyond that and then you get the opportunity to get to know each other and spend time and interact with each other, you got to realize how much you really have in common as opposed to how much was different. And that, I think both staff and members are going through this experience of, oh yeah, you know what? Hey, I, I have the same interests, right? I have the same, mm -hmm. I got kids in school who are dealing with COVID. I've got... 
uh, you know, I've got uh, sport, a love for a certain sport or a certain activity, or I, you know, my background, I grew up in the same town you did. And as we start finding these common grounds, we start to see each other as colleagues or, and even yeah. friends, as opposed to this false picture we painted of each other. Yep. Yeah, that's that's funny. Uh, you know, you, you say how you paint the picture of the the uh, competitor. I have lots of nicknames for one of the big ones, and and then I throw them out on here from time to time. The Evil Empire, those kinds yeah, of absolutely. things. You know, <laughs> I, I I met one of the regional managers at the Inland Marine Show, and he's like, "Oh, we didn't have a booth," and I was like, "Funny, I didn't know there were dog houses in the marine industry." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, talking about the two uh, in. Um, talking about the two coming together, you know, one was really focused on coatings. It, coatings. It was the Society for Protective Coatings, and the other was really focused on corrosion. You know, the National Association of Corrosion Engineers. Now we're AMP, which is all about material performance, and corrosion and coatings aren't in the name. So, yeah. where did that come from? How'd you get there? So, great question, and and you know, it was purposeful. I will tell you, it was very purposeful. Um, so we did work with a branding company that helped guide us through, but we had uh, we had a task team on the name. In fact, I think it was the very first one kicked off the name of the brand because we knew this would be a challenge. Look, we're all very, very loyal to the brands of the organizations and the companies we um, uh, have affiliation with. I, I grew up outside of Cleveland. I'm a Cleveland Indians fan. I got to admit, I'm really struggling with the Cleveland Guardians, right? Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at this like, Man, they are the Indians. They're always going to be the Indians. I'm going to go out and buy Indians T-shirts and hold it. That, it's just human nature to do that. So we knew that this was going to be a challenge. We also knew it, there were a couple of things we wanted to accomplish through the merger. And one was that we truly had a new organization that was built on the history and the success of the, other, of the prior organizations. We didn't want two organizations just stuck together. We've all seen mergers like that fail, right? Where, yeah. you know, whether it was Chrysler and Mercedes or, you know, it just doesn't work well when you're just trying to stick two together. The other, the other thing we knew that nobody liked the idea of NACE SSPC or SSPC dash NACE or that, they just didn't like it. They, we really knew that we need to have a new name and a new brand. So the task team gets together and they start doing their work. And part of that was a lot of research with, with members and customers and, and looking at what's happening in the industry. And there are a couple of things that are happening in the industry and within the organization that played into this. One is when you use the term corrosion, you are talking about a particular failure mode of a particular type of material, right? Rust, does, wood doesn't rust. Plastic doesn't rust or corrode. That, that is something that is tied to an iron-based or metallic-based material. What we were seeing and recognizing is the, what is, the materials that are going to be used to build our assets of the future are changing dramatically fast, and we're seeing all kinds of new material. You guys are probably leading the way in some of that with new coatings materials that are coming in. Mm -hmm. So we recognized that if we use the term corrosion in our name, um, it would limit the where we could go in the future. Same with coatings, by the way, because coatings is one way to protect a material, and it's a very effective way, but it's not the only way to protect a material. And so they wanted to elevate our role and our position in industry 
to be about material selection, material protection, and the people who do that work. So we felt that this was just a perfect opportunity to come to put a name in place that would look out 100 years, 200 years, it would still be viable and meaningful. The other thing that we have happening internally uh, is we are starting to see more and more product lines that sort of move us out of industrial type applications into architectural and, you know, we, we acquired Master Painters Institute. And, and so it really does become about a different type of mindset around material selection and protection. And so they worked really hard to come up with a name. Now, if you've ever gone through a branding exercise, by the way, I'm going to use the Cleveland Indians as an example again. They should have done a better exercise. Well, exactly, because of what happened to them, right? So coming up with the name is only the first part. The name has to be something that can work in a lot of different countries and cultures because we are a global organization and nobody else can already have it or it can't be used by somebody. Cleveland Indians lesson, right? Announced that they're going to be the Cleveland Guardians. And oops, there's a roller derby team in Cleveland who's known as, whose name is the Cleveland Guardians. Right. And they own all the rights to it. So now this multi-million dollar, probably billion dollar corporation is negotiating with this not-for-profit roller derby <laughs> for the naming rights and for the website domain rights and all of that. And so you have to go through a really extensive exercise of both cultural sensitivity and legal sensitivity to come up with the name. So we have a handful of names that we felt would work. Several of them fell out because of that process. Um, there were either issues in certain countries or somebody else had something that was too close to it. Um, we worked with, a, again, this branding firm and our law firm and narrowed it down and and so, you know, AMP came to the surface. It, it accomplished what we were trying to accomplish. And it was something that we could acquire and know we could have the rights to use. So, And, you know, that was a just listening to you say it naturally. I had always been calling it AMP. I know there's a couple of I'm still active in a lot of the committees. You know, we've moved forward in a lot of things. And there's been some question are internally are people calling it AMP or AMPP? How are they doing it? So hearing you say it led let me feel more confident when I call it AMP as well, because yeah. that's what that's how I refer to it. Right. So I, yeah, I and we're not going to criticize anybody either way, but believe it or not, there was actually a pretty good intense discussion about that. So we knew when we launched it, the way we would say it would set the model. Yeah. And we had a discussion around, you, do you say AMPP or do you say AMP? Um, and we came to the conclusion we are comfortable with both. We don't see any... Um, anything negative. In fact, you can have some fun with AMP, right? Like AMP it up or amplify. And you're starting to see that in some of our marketing. Um, it really does allow to, to put some punch to your messaging. So we're good with either one of them. Yeah. As a marketing guy, I, I actually, my favorite part of all of it is the logo. Uh, I love that little logo. You could use that anywhere. You can use it with or without the AMP name. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. So, so the logo, this was a credit. We worked with a branding firm. I'll give them credit. Uh, organization called Beyond Definition out of Washington, D.C. Um, this, that was their creation. And again, it has meaning, right? So the mm -hmm. hexagon shape is, a hexagon is often used as a symbol in science. Um, in fact, it was funny. I was, I think it was uh, one of the Marvel movies I was watching the other day. And 
the whole background was hexagons and it's like, hey man, you stole our stuff. But uh, <laughs> I suspect it was the other way. But you had you had the hexagon shape, the circle in the middle represents the globe, and the lines or the bars represent protection. So there is logic behind it. It's you know, it's it's consistent with where branding is today, two colors, easy to reproduce. It, it'll work just as well on a backdrop like this as it would as an icon on your phone for a an app connection or something like that. So yes, a lot of very positive feedback about the logo. So thank you as a marketing person. I I value you as a somebody who's providing <laughs> feedback. And I know Rebecca Grevy, who let, helped lead that team, will very much be glad to hear that. So. Yeah, I love it. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check in in two weeks for part two of this very exciting discussion. And so for the Carbaline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. And... We'd like, like to, to thank, thank you for, for your support. support.